Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. We're glad that you're back. Acts chapter 3, Acts chapter 3, verse 1. Acts chapter 3, verse 1. Familiar story if you've been around church for any length of time. Amen. And I love preaching from this passage. And uh, it's just a wonderful story. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour, and a certain man lame from his mother's room was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask alms, and Peter fasting his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Woo! And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping stood up and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement which had happened unto him. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch which is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. I guess I would too. I guess I would too. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for this church. Lord, I thank you, God. I get to go to church with these people and we get to worship you together. Lord, I thank you, God, for all of our ministry teams at work, Lord, to help move the kingdom forward. Help us to grow in that and learn, Lord Jesus, uh, how to be better in your mighty name. We give you praise. Everybody say amen. amen. I want you to turn to two or three people and tell them this. Stuck in the gate. Stuck in the middle, rather. Stuck in the middle. Yeah, stuck in the middle. Praise God. I got to get my right title out there. Woo! God bless you to be seated. Gates hold a particular significance in Scripture when you begin to study what, is, what happens in the gate. A gate is a gathering place. Legal transactions and commercial enterprise happen in the shadow of the gate. 
in the shadow of the gate. Marketplaces were usually located near the gate. Gates were a place of coming and going, of entering and leaving. Essentially, a gate was a a means of access from one point to another. A means of access. It's like a door. It's a means of access from one point to another. A gate will help you get from point A to point B. All the traffic in the temple was funneled through these gates. To get to the temple, you had to go through an access point through the gates. The gate was not merely a place of business. It was also a place where people would gather socially and congregate and have good communication And this would also be the place where people that were uh, needy would come and ask for alms. One Bible dictionary stated, At the gate, people assembled to spend their leisure hours. Hence, they that sit in the gate is put for idlers and loungers who join with the drunkards, Psalm 69 and 12. The gate was a place where one could learn about the woes of the city. Isaiah speaks about gates howling over the bad news that was revealed in the gate. So not only is it a place of business, we learn in the book of Ruth, not only is it a place of gathering in a place where you can purchase things near the market, it's also a gossiping gate. Y'all don't know nothing about gossiping, do you? Praise God. We got none of that going on in the MPC. While gates are essential in gaining access, they were never meant to be a place of residence. They were never meant for people to just simply go there and stay there. Transact business, yes. Socialize, yes. Buy a little fruit, buy a little fish, yes. But not for a place of dwelling. The story before us tonight is about a man who became very familiar with his particular gate. It became his place that was normal every day, sitting, resting, hour after hour. That's where he resided. A place of access became a place of sitting, waiting, dealing with the day and watching as the crowd goes by. This lame man, what makes his normal so unique is that we look at that Normal is what you usually get into. It's what everybody knows. You, you take somebody that, 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 like Sister Gill and I, when we first got married, on our first after the honeymoon, and, and we got evangelized, and the first night in our little travel trailer, praise God, we started off in a, a 24-foot travel trailer evangelizing, and we sit down at the, at the table for for breakfast. Now, the night before, she fixed the first meal in our trailer, and, and, and honestly, it would have fed an army. It was so good. It was wonderful. She's a tremendous cook and everything. So we sit down the next morning, and we sit at the table, and we're getting ready, and we look at each other. And she's looking at me, and I'm looking at her. We never discussed this in pre-marriage. We just, just sit there. We don't know who does breakfast. She looked at me, and I looked at her, and I said, finally said, are you going to fix breakfast? And she said, Well, I thought you would fix breakfast. But what we later discovered is that in my house, my mama fixed breakfast. In her house, her daddy fixed breakfast. 
And so that was our normal. It's what our normal becomes is that, 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 that now we figured it out and now we, we do nothing for breakfast. Forty-one, almost 41 years later, we were doing nothing for breakfast. But that's our normal. Just go and grab and get whatever you can do. That's the way we worked it out. For this lame man, his normal was every morning he had to get up. Now, he was born lame. He had never walked in his life. He had never experienced an upright position. He only experienced his normal was to get up every day. Somebody help him get dressed. Somebody help him get ready. And, and, and then whoever's going to fix breakfast, fixes breakfast. And then somebody's got to carry him to this gate. And every day he goes to the beautiful gate and he's sitting there asking alms. Asking for some help. The name lame man's normal conformed to his condition. A typical day for him resolved, uh, re revolved around what he had a problem with and where he was going. He's just going to go and stay at the gate. It was a beautiful gate, but it was a gate nonetheless. Every day was a constant reminder that his body was damaged and his life was broken. He had to go beg. Every day he had to struggle through the process. Amen. His usual spot at the beautiful gate. He had to get there first because he had a good spot. He knew where to go and beg. And, and so this man's lifestyle was based on his issues and what he was dealing with. And what he did in the gate was determined by his normal, by his usual, and by his ordinary. The Bible tells us about this man that he was a certain man. So he was not named, but we know that he was an actual man who was lame from his mother's womb, whom they carried daily and laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, so he could ask alms. That was his testimony. That was his lot. That was his status. That was his normal. He had come to expect the same treatment every day. Every day, the same few people are going to give him gifts. Every day, he's going to get the same jeers and the same looks and the same ones that walk around and don't talk to him. Every day, the same token gestures of compassion that he had grown accustomed to. He, he, he is used to being ignored. He's used to be overlooked and have the gawkers and the mockers. And every day, it's the same jokes. Every day it's the same handouts. Every day it's the same hurt. Every day it's the same people making the same comments, telling the same jokes, gossiping about the same people. It's just the same. But he's a man at a beautiful gate. The lame man came here every day. Not to just any old gate, but a beautiful gate. Not to just any beautiful gate, but a gate that led to the temple. He's standing at the brink of being in the temple. He's real close. But he wasn't in the temple. He was stuck in a position that was somewhere in the middle between his desire to be in the temple and his desire for whatever life had for him that was messed up. So he's, he's stuck in the middle between what, what life should be and where he could get his answer. And he can't go either place. He can't get to the temple and his life is all messed up. So what he does is just, I'm going to stay stuck in this gate. I'm going to stay stuck in this middle place. He was like some folks today, too in to be out and too out to be in. Too in to be out and too out to be in. Stuck in the middle. I pastored people like that. They, they, they come to church and they're, and they're close, but they're not 
real close. They, they come in, but they're not really in. They're neither out. It's, it's, it's a place of in the middle being stuck. He was close enough he could hear the priest declare the word of the Lord. He was close enough he could hear the singing as it was going on and hear, hear the people worshiping and praying. He was near enough to hear it, but he wasn't close enough to get in. He could hear them play the music. He knew the songs and he, can, he knew who the worship leaders were, but he wasn't really a part of the worship. Amen. He could teach others the songs. He could tell others about the word that he heard, but he said, I've never been in the temple. I can tell you what I think it's like, but I've never been there. He was really in a spiritual no man's land. He was in a place where he can't get in and he's not really out. He, he, he knows a little bit about where he should be, but he's not really there. He, he, he knows it, but he doesn't experience he had to be carried to the gate. He, even couldn't, he couldn't even get there by himself because he was stuck in that place. He's depending on somebody else to bring him, depending on somebody else to give an encouraging word, depending on somebody else to share their testimony. Amen. We find that you, you can't make people believe God as long as they are a prisoner of being stuck in the middle. Amen. You can't get people to live holy and righteous when they're just simply a prisoner of the middle. Neither can you get people to be really engaged in worship if they are simply stuck in the middle. Amen. For whatever reason, whatever the issue, whatever the life challenge that has come their way, amen, I want to tell you, God is looking for people that will be willing to get out of this position. Some folks are satisfied with being stuck in the middle. They're satisfied with their gait. They're comfortable where they are. They're a little close, but they're not far away. Amen. He's faithful. He comes every day. He's faithful. He knows what's going on. He hears the stories and the gossips. He's lame. He's twisted. He's broken. But that's his position. I want to tell you, if you would hear me tonight, there's too many in the church that are in a position, whether it may be a temporary position or a lengthy position, that I'm not really where I need to be, but I'm not where I was. I'm somewhere stuck right here in the middle. I know where I have been and I know what God has delivered me from, but I also know I'm not where I should be. I know that I'm not yet in the place of the temple. I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm somewhere kind of loving God and loving the world and loving God. I'm, 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 I'm caught in that place. You might be in a place where you are in the middle of a decision where you think I can't go back and I don't know how how to go forward. I am in the middle of this moment of despair. I'm in this middle. I wish I had somebody. You see, he couldn't even be carried into the temple because he was not allowed to. His lameness kept him from getting what he needed in the temple. He was stuck in the middle. He was stuck as an almost place. I've come to talk to somebody today and I'm, I'm, I'm sharing this story with you today because somebody that is listening to pastor right this very moment, 
you feel stuck. You feel stuck. You feel stuck in your life. You feel stuck in your world. You feel like I'm in limbo. I'm neither here nor there. I'm neither doing this from yesterday and I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. I'm in the place of approximation. I'm associated, but I'm not in relationship. I'm being around, but I'm not really where I should be. I really want to be on fire with God, but I'm not really there. I want everything God has for me because I love the songs. I love the feel. I love the word. And I get a little whiff of glory that comes from the temple, but I'm not really there. How long did he go to that gate? How long did he have this issue? How many people passed him by? How many people overlooked him in the gate? Uh, amen. How many people just, just, just simply ignored him in the gate? Uh, you might feel like you're being ignored. You might feel like that somebody is cramping your style. You might feel like you're not reaching your full potential. Satan does not want you to be anywhere but in the gate. Stuck in that middle, stuck in that place, not on fire, and you're not lukewarm, but you just don't know where you are. Amen. Satan wants us to be spiritually in no man's land, in limbo. But I would to God that somebody would say, I see my answer about to come to me. I see my answer about to come to me. God's got someone on the way to help you with what you need. When you read this story, it says he saw Peter and John. You know what John was, don't you? John was the one that wrote a whole bunch of books and, and wrote in there and called himself the one the Lord loves. I'm the one the Lord loves. John is the one that lays his head in the lap of Jesus. John's the one that stays close to Jesus. John's part of those that go closer and closer. That John's one of the ones on the, on the Mount of Transfiguration. And John represents to you and to me a worshiper. A worshiper. John was a lover of Jesus. John was a worshiper. So here comes worship. Peter is the one that walked on water. Peter's the one that just jumps out and says, I'll take care of that. Peter represents faith in action. So you got worship coming to you and you got faith in action. Can I tell you your answer for being stuck in the middle? It's going to come with a little bit of a John showing up and a little bit of Peter showing up and giving you the word that says silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus rise up. And he took him by his hand and he rose up and immediately a man who never walked before, not only walked but he meant walking and leaping and praising God. I believe that he looked around just for a little bit and then he saw his gate and he said, guess what? I'm going to the house of God. I'm going to where I can worship in the service. I'm going to go where I don't have to just hear the amens. I 
can say the amens. I'm going to go where I don't just hear the songs. I'm going to sing the songs. I'm going to go where I don't just hear somebody's testimony. I've got a testimony. He brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet on the rock to say, hallelujah. I'm no longer stuck in the middle when I go home. Nobody's going to have to help me get in the bed. When I go home, I'm going to get up the next morning, and for the first time in years and years, I am going to go and fix my own breakfast. I'm going to go and put my own clothes on me. I'm, I'm, between, I'm between trying to reach two different people tonight. Two different types of people stuck. First of all, to those that are lukewarm spiritually, that are stuck in their gate. Praise God, I got my amen corner right over here. If y'all want to know amen, me, them girls are going to. That's right, praise God. Help me out, Raleigh. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> oh, God, you're good. I'm reaching for two people. Those that are spiritually stuck and those that are decision stuck. Those that are spiritually stuck, don't know what to do, where to go, trying to go, and those that are decision stuck, right in the middle of what am I, what is my future, so I'm reaching to two people. For those of you that are lukewarm, amen, let a little worship and faith come your way. Little a word from glory come your way. Listen to this. You can walk again. You can praise God again. You can speak in tongues again. You can shout again. Hallelujah. But you got to want it. The Bible says that when Peter and John came, that he fastened his eyes on them, expecting to receive something from them. Oh, praise be to God. When you have the desire to get unstuck from this place where you hear the gossip and you hear the worship. Whew. But you want to rise up and say, oh God, bring me out of this gate. Bring me out of this gate. It's not where I'm supposed to live. In the middle, stuck in the middle is not where I'm supposed to live. If you feel that in your life a little bit right now, I want to I want to I want to challenge you to be bold as the man and say, "Lord, I'm expecting something right now. I'm tired of not really being on fire and I'm tired of not really being cold and dead. I'm somewhere in the lukewarm middle. Oh God, if you're like that right now, I would to God you'd stand to your feet and say I'm coming out. I'm getting unstuck. I'm coming out because there's some worship coming out of my mouth. Hallelujah. There's some faith coming out of me. I am going to praise God. I'm not just going to stay here stuck anymore. Not in, not out. Ah, hallelujah. Oh, Lord, I praise you today. That's it. Keep praising him. Keep praising him. Hallelujah. If you've got a decision in your life, you're trying to make a decision. Why don't you stand to your feet right now and say, oh, God, help me make this decision. I can't be stuck here. I don't want to be in no man's land when it comes to ministry, when it comes to life. I want to make sure that I'm out of this gate. Bring me out of the gate, oh, God. Bring me out of the gate. 
oh God. I need direction. I need a Holy Ghost direction. Oh, praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm not going to be stuck anymore. Hallelujah. 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 Whoa. Let me tell you what he did. Let me tell you what he did when he was healed. The Bible said he went in to the temple walking and leaping and praising God. Hallelujah. Somebody's about to do something they hadn't 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 done before. Something that they wanted to do, but they hadn't done it. Amen. Because there is a miracle coming your way to say, get out of that bondage. Get out of the middle and say, I'll glorify you. And I, is there anybody need to walk and leap and praise God in this house? Is there anybody that needs to walk and leap and praise God in this house? I am not stuck. I am free. I am not stuck. I am liberated. I am not stuck. My normal is about to change. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, this altar is open. This altar is open right now. Glory be to God. He set me free. He set me free. I was stuck, but now I'm free. I didn't know where I was going, but now I'm free. Come on, the altar's open. Bring it, bring it. Hallelujah. I refuse to just simply rest in mediocrity. I refuse to rest in average and normal and usual. Oh, I'm coming out. I'm going to be free. I'm going to be free from this thing that keeps me feeling like I'm really not in, but I'm not out. I'm not apart, oh, but neither am I separated. I'm stuck. I'm going to be free in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah today. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I walk now. I praise now. I was Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorchurch.com to learn more about our ministry.